Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Today I would like to spend several minutes talking about a very practical aspect of davening, something that relates to each and every one of us every time we pray. Whether we are davening in shul or in some other location, and the question is, at what volume should we pray? Who, if anyone, should actually be able to hear our voices? Should we daven out loud or should we daven very softly? So this is a question that I'm addressing today because it actually can be traced, at least to a certain extent, back to this coming week's Pasha. In Pasha's Va'era, we read of the first seven of the Makos, the plagues that God afflicts upon Mitzrayim, as Paro continues to subject the Jewish people to, as we know, very, very difficult, painful, back-breaking slavery. So the Torah tells us that after being afflicted with the second Makkah of Tzvardeya, that Paro pleads with Moshe to please get rid of this plague. And the Pasuk tells us, Moshe paro, Moshe el Hashem. Then Moshe and Aro exit Paro's palace. And Vayitzak Moshe el Hashem. Moshe cries out, he screams out to God, regarding the matter of the Tzvardeim, the frogs that had afflicted Paro. And the Sifse Chachamim wonders, why is it that in this particular instance, the Pasuk says, Vayitzak Moshe El Hashem, that Moshe cried out to God, and by the other Makos, it says, Vayetar Moshe El Hashem, which means he pleaded, he davened to God, but it uses a different Lashon. And over here, the Torah is very specific in saying Vayitzak, and he gives a most fascinating answer. He says, because the Halacha is... This is based on a Gemara in Brachos, Tavchav Dalet, but it is found in Shulchan Aruch, that Hamispala, when a person davens, Tzorach l'hashmiya lo'oznov, Masha Motzimipiv, that a person has to hear with his ears what it is that is coming out of his mouth. In other words, it's not enough that I daven so slough, softly that I cannot hear what I'm saying. I have to hear the words that I am saying. And so therefore, he says, the problem over here is that the Tzvardim, the, the frogs, were tzoakim, they were screaming, they were making so much noise. Rashi tells us as well in this week's parasha, that part of the plague of the frogs was that there was such a piercing, loud noise that was completely bringing Mitzrayim to their knees. It was a deafening noise. And so therefore, if Moshe would have davened in his typical style, he would not have been able to hear himself. And so therefore, the only way that Moshe could actually daven properly in this particular situation is by screaming. And says the Sifzei Chachamim, that's why over here it says, Vayitzak Moshe El Hashem. He screams because he had to daven properly. And davening properly means that a person can hear the words that are coming from his mouth. So this is actually a very interesting connection. Although this is not necessarily the source for this idea, it's always exciting when we are able to reflect upon halachos that perhaps we learn from other places and sort of read them back into the stories and understand and appreciate some of the nuance and the complexities in the text of Chumash. But this, of course, I thought would be a wonderful opportunity to spend several minutes talking about this halacha. So there is a lot of background that perhaps could be helpful, but let's try to make this as practical as possible. After all, today is Tuesday and we focus on how we pray. So if you want to take a look inside, Shulchan Aruch, Simon Kuf Aleph in Archaim is where you will find this halacha. And the Mechaber begins by telling us, Lo Yispalo Belibo Levad. That when a person davens, he should not be davening in his heart alone. Meaning, although it is true, as we've said many times, that tefillah is an avodah it is one that requires one's heart. However, we do not daven it in our thoughts alone. It is necessary for a person to articulate the words with his lips, literally. And I should be able to hear in a soft tone the words that I am saying. But then, says the Mechaber, my voice should not be heard, meaning it shouldn't be heard by others. I should be able to hear it, but it should be in a very soft tone. Continues the Mechaber, what happens if I cannot concentrate that way? What happens if a person cannot have proper kavana belachash? So then, 
So it says in Mechaber, it's okay. You can raise your voice. However, he clarifies that this is only true if a person is davening by himself. If one is davening so then it's an option to go ahead and to raise one's voice. But in the presence of a tzibor, a congregation, if there are other people there, it is not permissible to do so. Because this is something that will confuse, that will disturb, that will be sort of a, a, a nuisance, if you will, to those around me. It could be very difficult to daven if I hear people in every direction davening perhaps in a different voice, in a different tone, at a different pace, it will throw me off. And so therefore it's necessary to be mindful that there are other people next to me and I have to be respectful to those individuals. So it's about hitting that balance that I should daven in a tone that I could hear with my own ears, however the people next to me can not hear. Now, first of all, I want to mention that we're talking over here specifically about Tefillah Shemon When we come to Shul, and whether it's during Pesukah Zimra, Berchus Kriya Shema, I think it's fair to say that it is very, very common, and it is expected, and it's part of the traditional format, structure of prayer, that when we daven B'tzibor, these parts of davening, we do hear a cult Tefillah. It's not just my own voice that I'm hearing, but to the contrary, we can be very inspired when we hear others that are sort of chiming in, and I, I would say to the contrary, it, it shouldn't sound like a library. When you walk into a shul during Pesukah Zimmer Berchus Kriyashma, we should hear each other's voices and perhaps to a certain extent give each other chizuk as we are doing so. However, when it comes to Shemon Esrei, so as we are very accustomed to, it falls silent in the room. You can hopefully hear a pin drop and each and every individual is davening to themselves. However, the Mechaber says, not bavad. you're not only davening in your heart, in fact, you are saying the words and you're hearing what you're saying but the person next to you should not hear what you are saying. So on this point, the Mishnah makes several very interesting comments. First of all, he says, Chana, in that famous prayer that is recorded in the beginning of Sefer Shmuel, sort of models this for us, because the Pasuk says, na'os. Her lips were moving, however, her voice could not be heard. So you find sort of this example, this paradigmatic example of a beautiful a prayer that we know is effective, but it reflected this balance of her voice being heard by herself only and no one else. The Mishnah continues and references an idea which is found in the Gemara, which is the source for this idea, and that is kol hamashmiya kolo b'tfilaso, anybody who raises one's voice while davening Shmon Esrei, hareza miktani amuna. So it's as if this person is displaying a lack of faith. Ki'ilu ein mamin It's as if this person is displaying a lack of faith that they believe that God can hear a soft voice. Meaning, the Mishmuru goes on to say that one who is Magbiya Kolo, it's like he's among the Nevi'e Sheker, because it is the derech, it is the way of false prophets, of over the Avodazar, to go ahead and to scream out their prayers to God, to do so in a way in which God could hear. We do not believe that we need to raise our voice in order for God to hear us. That there is something very powerful of the experiences we've discussed already, to stand in prayer and to speak very, very softly as if I am whispering to a person who is right next to me, and imagine at that moment that I am speaking directly to Melech Malchei Hamlachim. That is something which is incredibly powerful, and it actually displays a tremendous amount of faith. When we raise our voice, we create this impression as if we're speaking to somebody who is standing at a distance, someone who is far away, and if I don't raise my voice, he cannot hear me. Now again, on a practical level, the Shulchan Aruch says, listen, if I need to raise my voice in order to achieve a certain comfortable level of kavana. So he says that's an option, but it's only an option when I'm by myself. When I am standing with other people, ideally I should not be heard as, at all. The Mishabur goes on to cite from the Chayodam that ideally I should daven so softly that even the person who is standing right next to me cannot hear me. 
So again, it may be difficult to achieve the perfect balance over here, but I should really dive in so softly, ideally, that no one can hear me other than me myself. That's it. Nobody else around me should be able to hear what I am saying. That's the way we should daven Shmon Esrei. I will say that in my experience, it's not clear to me that everybody is either aware of this halacha, or perhaps they're just not cognizant of how loud they are davening. There are times that I, I can hear people from several feet away, in some cases, really from the other end of the room. And I think it's important for people to understand and to appreciate that while davening could be and should be a very personal experience, when we are in shul together with other people, we have to be mindful of sort of maintaining a certain decorum, if you will, which is a funny word to use because usually we speak about maintaining decorum when it comes to refraining from talking to other people. Over here, there is also a certain amount of decorum that needs to be maintained and established when talking to God. That the proper halachic procedure, which is really guided by, by etiquette and concern and sensitivity to other people, is that when davening Shmon Esrei, which is, at the end of the day, a very personal prayer, our voices should not be heard. Nobody standing next to us should be able to hear our voice when we daven Shmon Esrei. In fact, the Bir Lacha in this simon actually quotes an opinion that says, if I find it impossible to daven Shmon Esrei without raising my voice and I'm concerned about disturbing other people, then I should go home. Then I should daven b'yechidus. The Bir Lacha then goes ahead and hesitates to say whether or not this is something that practically should be recommended to individuals because the reality is that, generally speaking, we find it to be very beneficial and and proper for a person to daven b'tzibor. So to just go ahead and instruct a person to go home and daven b'yechidus, so the Bir Lacha basically says that I'm not sure that we should go ahead and be more ahead for every person unless this is a person who is a very, very distinguished individual, umufursam shakomasav l'shem shemayim, and we know that it's all of his actions are l'shem shemayim. So all I would say to you is that if you find yourself in this situation where davening and shul together with other people is going to be a problem for you because in order to achieve this proper balance that is recommended by the halacha, so I'm going to disturb someone next to me, so I think it's worthwhile to ask a personal shayla to see what to do in this situation. But, I, I, I mean, the bottom line is, I don't think that this is going to be a challenge for most people, but I do think it's really important that we all be mindful of this halacha and realize that, as the Shulchan Aruch teaches, that when we daven Shemona Esrei, a person, again, should enunciate and articulate the words with one's lips, and he should hear them. However, below Yashmiyakolo, others should not hear my voice as well. So, this is a very, very practical halacha. I hope that everybody learned something today. And even if you knew this halacha, it's fascinating to see the way the Sipsa Chachamim traces it all the way back to Mitzrayim. When Moshe goes ahead, Vayitzak Moshe Lashem, he cries out because he couldn't hear his voice because of all the background noise, because there were so many frogs that were screaming in the background. Moshe had to raise his voice in that situation in order to be heard. But otherwise, uh, this is something that uh, he would not have done. Okay, thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Yeah.